You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. here and you are on episode 110 of the Slow Living Podcast. And I am thrilled that my friend Erin Chase is here with me today. Erin Chase is the $5 dinner mom. And every once in a while, people are like, hey, Steph, what you did won't work. And then I think, yeah, it will. (laughs) So my friend Erin is here. And today we're going to talk a little bit about having an idea and not knowing if it'll work, but doing it anyway, and just sort of having trust and faith that when you leap, the metaphoric net will appear. And I adore all things Aaron Chase. I, I really, really, when I think about friends online and, and been there, done that, and who's in my corner, I really always do think of you, Aaron. And she's living in Texas. And I think probably in the last 10 years, I haven't hugged you in real life, but I'm there and I'm reading your emails and I'm rooting along for you. And you have four boys and I have three boys and you know all about different body parts than I do. Um, And that's fine. I just try and protect mine from your body part. (laughs) But anyway, Erin, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast and for being you and for um, recording in the dark in your son's closet bright and early on a Thursday morning. So thank you. (laughs) Girl, I am happy to be here. I am just thrilled that you're doing this and that you've invited me on. And OG, you, we, you slash we, you really have the OG status in all of this. And I think that what we're going to chat about today is spot on. I think I'm excited to dig into it with you. So I don't know if your emailers have emailed you this kind of stuff, but I would imagine that our um, demographics overlap and people are freaked out. People are freaked out about inflation and price gouging and it's too hard and my kids will never make it in this world. And so I'm just going to curl up in the corner in the fetal position. Um, so, so, so what's your response on that? So I, I, I get it. I can be a little Pollyanna at times, but I think it's a bit of a defeatist mindset to think the world is crumbling all around us. Let me just say my initial response to this is where is your hope? Number one. Mm. And hope is the word we have to cling to. And whatever that may be, it's different for everybody. And number two, this will pass. Mm-hmm. There has never been in the history of the at least American economy and market shifts it's up and down it's a literal roller coaster and unfortunately we're just on a real one of those real big ones that makes you want to get sick yeah afterwards (laughs) yeah so what is it buckle up buttercup (laughs) yes exactly so i think that the initial response uh to i mean i think we could even put a grief analogy on it right so like the initial response to loss, whether it's loss of income, 
loss of percentage income in relation to inflation percentage increases. Like there's a real wage loss happening for a lot of people because inflation is so much and your, your, your wages have not gone up at the same percentage. And so that's considered a wage loss. So all of these things, it's a loss. And with loss comes grief. And the first thing that people do is go into denial. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's when you get into that, you know, the Pollyanna response, you said you get into people, you know, don't listen to those people, listen to what is in your bank account, listen to what is in your store, listen to the angel on this shoulder that's saying you probably shouldn't start that bathroom renovation right now. Yeah, for realties. It doesn't matter what they're doing down the street. It really doesn't. Yes. The Joneses, it's you. It's you and your bank account and your money and your investment account, wherever you have things. And so the devil's over here going like, oh, we need our new pretty bathroom because our friends are coming over all the time for whatever, sewing group, whatever. No, stop that. (laughs) I like that that's what the voices sound like in your head. (laughs) I mean, it's a little early in the morning. Maybe they don't sound like that later. (laughs) But you know, like we have, everybody has those, right? And so I think that ultimately it comes down to your choices and your response to what's happening. And who cares what you hear in the media? Who cares what you hear the pundits say? Who, what is your bank account telling you and make decisions based off of that? And, you know, you and I are both in the kind of the food camp essentially. And so we both know how food can be, you know, one of the easiest to control if you're Mm -hmm. willing to do a little bit of the work, but a lot of people don't want to do the work. I know. So I, I ended up on a call with someone and she was in her late twenties and she spent $1,436 last month on DoorDash and then asked how much I spent on DoorDash. And I said, so I'm almost 47. I've actually never DoorDashed. (laughs) I don't have the app. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> it's literally double the cost. I, I did have to door dash once last year. It was Chipotle. So it was already fairly inexpensive. I door dashed for two of my kids, my husband and one of my kids, because Austin, my youngest Austin was having, we were just talking about that medical moment. And I think he might've actually, whatever, he was going through some testing and stuff. And I just had an emergency and it was $40 for Steve and Tyler, who's was 12 at the time to have Chipotle delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and it's literally rice and beans. <laughs> and you could have just had cereal. I'm sure we yeah. had cereal in the house, right? Yeah. But it was just one of those, like, and and I and that was an absolute emergency in that particular case. It would have had to have been pretty dramatic. I actually think he might have we had to hospitalize him for a week. So that could have been that in that window of time. But it was just one of those, Steve had an event and Tyler was the only one at home and the big boys were at work. Like it was just sort of this like, okay, well, I guess it's going to have to be door. But I, that's the only time we've ever used it because it literally, that's more than double yeah. the cost of yeah. if we were just to go into the store and grab it. And so it's, it's too much, but people get complacent. They like mm-hmm. their old life. They like mm-hmm. the convenience. You and I both know convenience costs a lot. It does. That, it does. So, so let's talk a little bit about the olden days of 2008 when we were in a recession and the economy did stink and we were young moms and 
we the the news was essentially the same of young people graduating from college will never be able to own a home and will never be able to do this and will never find a job um so i mean i know you i know you had a teaching background and you were a principal and i know you were a missionary and i know you already have this kind of helping heart and and then all teachers my goodness know how to stretch a dollar so you then came back to the U.S. and you started a literal empire with no money down because you started with a blog spot the same way I started with a blog spot. So how does, so, so rewind to 2008, have you always had this growth mindset? I think so. But I think the first mindset was the teaching servant mindset. Mm. And then the growth mindset just, it was probably always there, but I had to like really dial it up (laughs) to keep the train on the tracks. So yes, it was 2008, the recession, Steve was working. I had the two big boys. They were little at the time. I was not working. I, I was working as a mom. I was not yes. bringing in income. Yeah. So, so did you have this fire in your belly? Like, I've got to start making money? Because that's how I started the Crockpot site is I'm like, I have got to make some money here. I was doing some freelance writing, um, which pays a, a whole bunch of money freelance writing. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're the one really who helped me see that. No, initially it was not that. Initially it was to spend less money. Okay. Was my initial like because okay, I have you to were the grocery bill. Were you hat. already a couponer? Became one real quick. Yes, mm-hmm. I, yes, I was. Yeah, but not. You know, I, I've never been like the extreme couponer. Let's not go there. But the me, <laughs> the medium, yeah. mild to medium. Okay, spicy. so so I'm gonna I'm gonna pump you up just for a second in case people don't know how amazed balls you are. So Aaron Chase is the five dollar dinner mom, and so if you Google Aaron Chase, you will find her. If you Google five dollar dinner mom, you will find her. You can find her at five dollar dinners dot com. You can find her at my freeze easy. She has this whole other arm of her business where she teaches people um, freezer meals. I love freezer meals. There is nothing more satisfying than opening your freezer and finding all of this food in there. Um, I don't know if like in my former life, maybe I was a squirrel, but it's very exciting to have food in the house that you don't have to do anything with. Like love every single thing about it. She has been on Rachel Ray. She has been on Good Morning America, Today Show, Fox and Friends. Um, She's been on the Extreme Couponing Show. Is that right? No. No. no, no, you just talked about those people are nuts. You've but you've well, been on the on the grocery are. challenge, right? Like you were with Guy. Yeah, we. I did a with the guy a, guy. Yeah, big bad budget battle that aired okay. last in 2022. It was filmed in Flavor Town. Guy was not there. It was redrumming. Flavor Town. Wait, what is Flavor Town? Flavor Town is Guy's grocery store that they use in all of the filming. <laughs> of- okay, but but where is it? Is it Cincinnati? Like where is it located? No, it's located in Northern California. Oh, hey, even I sure live in Northern state. California. Where? <laughs> it's like you can't shop there. It's like a it's like a studio set, right? It's, so, so didn't he grow up like Napa-ish area? Is it it's in up there? Area? It's north of okay. San Francisco. I don't remember okay. the city. No, that's fine. <laughs> Hashtag Flavor Town. You can find it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Yeah, so, so, so all of that to say, Aaron, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty rock star famous. Yet you literally started everything as a young mom with two kids in your pajamas. That is correct. Yes. And I think that, you know, there's two pieces to that that are absolutely crucial. And one of them is consistency. Mm. And you know that with your original, the OG blog and just showing up every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I mean, it was, we were doing a lot. It's morphed. We still do a lot, but it's changed and evolved as, as everybody's needs have changed and evolved over the years. And it was showing up, showing up, showing up. And it was actually you telling me, oh, we're doing this blog ad thing. So I did. I put the blog ads on because. Yeah. So that was blog her. Blog. Is that right? Her. Yeah. Yeah. So blog her was Lisa Stone, Lisa Kimmel Hart Page, and Jory Dan, who started the blog her. And then the ads on the side. Oh, you're so good that you remember all these friends. So, so I know all these things because their spiel when they went on stage was they had an idea and they maxed out their credit cards to put on the first blogging conference. Please don't do that. <laughs> so I don't agree with that. And Aaron Chase does not agree with that. No. And you know what? I think that the people, the people who are going to be the most successful are the ones who put in the work. I call it sweat equity. That's not, a, that's a common phrase. No, it's and, and, and being true. scrappy. We're scrappy. Yeah. Sweat equity and being scrappy and showing up and being consistent. I didn't pay myself for a long time. I paid, I hired people. I was like, the people were like, how do you hire someone, you know, in our space way, I mean, way back. I was the first to hire because I needed help. It was too much too much to do by myself. And so I reinvested in the business and in my own sanity in yes. doing that and eventually got to the place where we could do that. But once I saw that I could do both things well, help mm. people and Ooh, I like both because that's a that's yeah. very growth mindset of yeah. of, of then it was, it's not either or it's both an and. Right. It, and I think that that has to be the case. And, you know, I think when people, when it comes to, you know, people's own getting in your own way, it's not going to be the helping people where you're going to get in your own way. It's going to be the willingness to grow and expand and accept this new, you know, whether it's money or impact or, you know, reach online these days, it's so easy to go viral and all of a sudden have like, but even today, this is a great example. There, we have huge social media channels. I am not new to this. And Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, they're all very large. Well, just, I don't know, three weeks ago, I had a TikTok account, but I didn't really use it. And then I posted to it and literally overnight had 25,000 followers. And I was like, what's wow. happening? But it's 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 the same feeling of like, what? Unbelievable, but grateful and yeah. freaking out because now all these people I have to say hi to. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm yeah. It's the same as in 2008, 2009. So it's, it's, but you learn to adapt and and kind of step into that place of growth and that place of impact and are just there to make that difference for people. So what I like is that you had an idea and then you sought out someone who was a few steps ahead, modeled tweaked and modified to make it work for you and then stuck at it. So for me, 
it was Reed Drummond, the pioneer woman. The reason I called myself the crockpot lady was because Reed Drummond was not Reed Drummond yet. She was the pioneer woman. And I, and I have never for the longest time, didn't put my name online and didn't want to share any family stuff. Um, so just called myself the crockpot lady exactly the same way Reed Drummond called herself the pioneer woman until she blew up and needed to own that. Here I am. Um, and, and same thing. I didn't put my name on until I had the first cookbook deal and I had no choice. You came up to me at a blog her conference and introduced yourself. And if I'm remembering correctly, you were pregnant. Is that right? Uh, probably with Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just introduced yourself to me. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You're just like me, but different. I love this. So then we hung out and I'm a real person and you're a real person. And then we started comparing and contrasting notes. I, in my, if I'm remembering correctly, you said, how'd you get on Rachel Ray? And I said, I emailed her and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that too. Is, is that correct? That's correct. You, yeah. yeah, you like literally set me on this path that you didn't even realize you were setting me on. <laughs> or just tur- turns, helped me through turns in the path. Let's, let's say it that way. But, but, but that'll work for anyone. Like find yeah. somebody, find somebody just a step or two ahead yeah. and ask yeah. for help. And, mm-hmm. and if they don't want to offer help, go find somebody else. <laughs> like, you don't want those, those people to be your people. Like you want the people who are cheerleading you on. There's room for everybody in any market. I don't care what market you're in. And you know what, you know what actually helps me remember that? Cause sometimes I'll get in my head. I'm like, Oh, I just, you know, I can't reach enough people or where are all the people it's flying. And when you're landing in a plane and you look out the window and you see how many houses there are, on the ground. It's like, oh, there's literally a market for me and for everyone and for everything in this world. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not one pie. And if they have a piece, you're not going to get any, that is such a scarcity mindset. And it's, it's not real. I mean, I mean, think about, so, so what you said about the houses, I have that exact same thought when I think I'm all alone. I'm like, no, there's people. And you know what? In that house, there's three generations. And over there, that's an apartment building with 400 units. That's a lot of people. Imagine 400 people coming to hear you speak. Like it is a packed room. It, it is it is real. And, and as far as sharing, am I correct that we had the same literary agent for a tiny bit? Is that right? And like you share publisher names with me. Like I remember being on the phone with somebody. Yeah. Allison. Yes. (laughs) I don't know what happened to her. (laughs) With Maria. Oh, I didn't have Maria, Um, but I did have Allison. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, uh, So I got fired by everybody because I refused to write about the pressure cooker. Stop it. <laughs> I don't like it, Erin. I know you love it. So actually on my site, there's a picture of me hugging a crock pot next to you, hugging a pressure cooker. So I tell people to just go find you if they want pressure cooker you recipes. Are too funny. You know what? I here's why I like it. Here's why I decided to embrace it. And I'll tell you. Because it's profitable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, ish. The- that was me, that was me being teasy because you know I love you. So I know. I I mean, it is ish, but it's really like, 
it's so useful to me. Mm-hmm. And if it's, and that's originally like the $5 donor concept was, has, was, still is so useful to me that I had to talk about it. And so like, I will be running the slow cooker and the instant pot side by side twice a week still mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it cooks the best rice. And I don't mm-hmm. want an expensive rice cooker. I, my $60 instant pot's great. And so it cooks a great rice. I literally make probably two batches of rice a week, one for a meal and then one for the kids' lunch boxes. They take mm. a little thermos of, you know, like a hot lunch. And do you, so, do you make their lunches? Box. Do you make their lunches? I sure do. I love you. You are so cute. You are so cute. You are so cute. Once a mom, always a mom. I'm going to make these thermoses for as long as they're in the house. <laughs> well, I'd rather them make sure that they have all their stuff. I love that. And I love to cook. And this is like literally my way. I, I know that's a huge, I mean, people get like, let them make their own lunch. We've tried. We've tried making the night before. And then they're like, it's extra soggy the next. I mean, it's, we've <laughs> how we're working now is working. So we're going to keep at it. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but that's actually a good life lesson is what you're doing is working. So you don't need to fix anything. Right. Yeah. That's true. For sure. Okay. So. When you got started for your for free blog spot, did you know you would create an online empire? Like, did you did you see yourself? Did you have this kind of like little inkling like, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to write cookbooks. I'm going to have people working for me. Like, did you have any of that foreshadowing? Zero. Okay. Because everybody at that time that was doing a blog spot was doing, and I had been too. I actually live blogged my second son's birth. Wow. He, it's still there. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's nothing. It's really like a photo of me in the hospital. But like, it was a way to keep, because we were away from family and it was a way for me to say, okay, we're going into the hospital tomorrow morning. Okay. We're here at the hospital. Okay. I'm sitting on the medicine ball. Okay. I'm still sitting on the medicine ball. <laughs> Like it was like that. And so, and then it was like, he's here, you know, Mm. that was 2007. Okay. So I was already blogging. And to me at that time, blogging, blog spots, all of that was all just like, you know, family telling people a story. Mm -hmm. Um, There, there were several people who I followed who had a fairly good sized following because the story they were, they were sharing was, either really powerful or really, you know, like medically scary or, you know, there are different situations, different people were sharing different stories, but my, but this whole like grocery, what am I buying at the store? You know, what am I cooking? That was not a story that I was seeing yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I had knew about your blog yet at that point. Um, it's all July and August of that year is all kind of like a, a little, no, it's a blur. blur. Yeah. No, no. I felt like things were going fast. Yeah, that time, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like, a lot of it probably was was being in the trenches of new motherhood and and hormones, and I didn't have the crystal ball that it was all going to be okay. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. just had to keep moving yeah. and keep going five minutes at a time, fifteen minutes at a time. You know, as your kids get older, it becomes an hour at a time. 
when they're when they're the age they are now, it's like, oh, I haven't seen you all day. Hi. Yeah. But you <laughs> but I never fell into kind of that that thought pattern of it's not gonna happen. Like I always assumed we would have a suburban home. I always assumed we would have the minivan and the car and the dog. Like I, I never thought it was impossible. So it, it kind of stems back to you with that mindset of hope. Like I will, I refused, refused to listen to anyone who told me it's too good to be true or it's an impossibility. Yeah. And I think that too, kind of going back to the teaching and that scarcity versus growth mindset, there was something I heard from a friend kind of early along the way. And I've said it many times and people have actually brought it back to me. (laughs) They're like, remember? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I needed to hear that. And it's, like you're me, I, we, you are morally obligated to share what you know mm. and and how it's helpful to you. And that's after I publicly started doing it. And that really became a driver of on the days where I didn't feel like, you know, showing up or in the recent past, our son's medical issues. I just, I literally was up all night, like having a newborn. I did newborns twice on this journey. However, I was yeah. significantly younger, I know. but now it's a little, it's a little dip harder for me to not sleep through the night and then function the next day. But the, the, but that's that, that thought that, okay, this is what I'm here to do yeah. and I have to do it. And so that, that's kind of becomes the motivation. And then that's the great foundation for that growth mindset. And so whatever your product is or your idea or the problem that you're solving, whatever those things are, you just keep going out there and finding those people in those houses peppered all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, we have an e-commerce arm now. And so we're mailing all the time. And I'm just like, sometimes yeah. we have to Google, this is where where, where the this is where you know you're reaching people is you'll have to Google people's addresses because sometimes they're inputted wrong and you want in the, in the, the postage thing won't accept the address because it doesn't recognize it. Well, and if they're typing it on their phones, everyone, the finger thing is a real thing. Finger syndrome. Yeah. So, but then you're like, Oh my, so then you, you like, you see where they are on the map when you're searching for it. And you're like, that's amazing. It's how did I reach this person? And this, whether it's a cookbook or a gadget, which is the majority of what we sell are these amazing little gadgets, like that's fantastic. Great. I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm showing up. This is what we're doing. This is, this is why we do it. So I think that that's been really helpful in maintaining the consistency mm-hmm. long-term. I mean, this is what, 15 years? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever yeah. the mathing is. It's 15. That's a lot. Um, this. So. <laughs> So what I like about what you are talking about is um, doing hard things and and being okay with doing hard things. So, I mean, I, I talk about slow living. And so sometimes people think slow living means you're, you're lying back on the beach all day and you have no cares in the world. Um, I, I like the acronym for slow, which is simply look only within with the idea of acknowledge where you are. Come to terms with it. Don't gaslight your way out of, if, if, if you're in a hole, acknowledge you're in a hole, but then 
pivot to how do I get out of this hole and and start in a very consistent way making strides towards getting yourself out of the hole. I too have blogged all through being pregnant and the early stages. Um, so in 2010, in January, my my youngest was born and I started a second blog um, based on the whole clean less, play more um, methodology and, and following um, what was outlined in the Totally Together book, which I know then you actually, and I ended up on the phone and you, because... Yeah. Because my publisher at the time only wanted cookbooks, and you're like, "Well, talk to my guy." And and so so that is one thing I just really want everyone to know how gracious and generous and humble you are as a person. So like who you were as the elementary school teacher and and principal and missionary is still who you are now, even though you have this massive success. And and I just really want you to know how amazing I think you are. And I think some people might have, um, what's that phrase, gotten too big for their britches? That is not you. <laughs> that is not you. You no. are amazing. You you, well, you know where you came from. You know where you're going. You know the adult male humans that you are raising. Um, you really are are phenomenal in that way. Um, well, you're so sweet. Let me just say, it's the those male humans that keep me grounded. I mean, <laughs> the thing it's just just i mean things will be going great and it's like well, okay rewind slow down stop this is more important you know yeah. and then back to it and and i you know i'm very fortunate to have you know a lot of help in my business to be able to step aside to manage some of these things yeah. that we've had to manage over the years but that was all designed in on purpose i did it all of that so when, in in the early early days when you had that kind of fleeting thought and, and new moms have this, people starting on a new exercise plan or an eating plan have this thought of, I just don't want to do it. How did you shift that to whatever? I'm going to do it anyway. I think it's just you show up and you power through until it becomes such a habit and such a lifestyle that you can't stop until you need to. I mean, there's certainly times I've taken breaks. I've taken short sabbaticals. I've been forced onto them, you know, for different reasons over the years um, with different things happening in life. But I think you just do it. Yeah. I know. So isn't that funny? It really does boil down to Nike. Of, of nice. just I mean, like, like, like no. this is what adults do. Adults have to adult and it kind of sucks sometimes and, and acknowledging it, like, God, I just don't feel like it, whatever the people still have to eat. And I'm not going to dig out the credit card and order for DoorDash because I don't want to dig myself further into a hole. Yeah. Cause $1,400 later and you're like, what did I do? Yeah. The, the, I think that this this is great. My oldest is away in at school now. He's a freshman in college and he turned 18 this summer. So he's kind of a younger younger freshman. And the next day and he's very responsible. He's on it, you know, financially, yeah. he's got his own accounts for things and he's been working for 3 years, right? So he's like he's sharp tech uh, on that level. And the day after 
he was moving an account and he opened a new savings account that had a higher interest rate because, you know, he's trying to take advantage. And like right now he's working on doing some like scaffolding of CDs so that he can get the higher rate that as the interest rates. I mean, he's sharp. He's a sharp little tech. That is awesome. And, but he like, I don't know, halfway through the day when he's kind of going through all this, it's paperwork and it's emails and it's all that. He's like, I just don't like this adulting thing. I would like to go back to being a kid. He's literally been an adult for a day. And it just tickled me because I was like, but I was like, son, me too. Like, I would like to go back to being a kid for a day, you know, and it's like, no, we have to keep moving forward. We have to, you know, pay that bill. We have to make that phone call about, you know, this particular situation. Um, We have to keep stepping forward and keep doing things. And if you need a pass on a certain day, just yeah. as long as you're you're not going to create a detrimental consequence right. by taking the pass, take the yeah. pass. Like, you know, that's that's something that we yeah. have to give ourselves grace and space for for those moments because we certainly have those. But if it's going to come at a cost, yeah. don't take the pass. Wait until you can take it. Yeah. You know. I so I I like what you just said. So I like to envision if this is the game of life. It's the game of life, but it's not shoots and ladders. If you pause, you're not going to slide downhill. It's just, no. you're just on pause. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and I think also in this kind of like hustle world that we're in, and I'm in Silicon Valley. So like the hustle is palpable. Um, is that the word? Palpable. Palpable. Yes. <laughs> uh, where was I going? Silicon where was Valley. I going? Hustle. Hustle. hustle oh hustle, yeah. Hustle. Hustle, uh, hustle sex. Well, I think people think that like productivity equals worthiness or being busy equals worthiness. And, and if you're not in constant overdrive go mode, you suck. And, and that's, that's not real. And in real life, it's figuring out the systems that serve you, your needs, your family's needs, feed your soul and is sustainable. So, I mean, if you decide you're going to get up at 4am and run a half marathon every day, and then you failed, like, like that wasn't a sustainable idea. That wasn't a good idea. Right. Yeah. I think for me, I measure it more on impact versus time. Oh, I like that. But how can I have the most impact with the time that I have? And I say that coming off of a year of not working a lot because of these medical challenges and, you know, back to things now, but there were months that I didn't do, I I would show up for a phone call a week. So it's kind of like the bare minimum. You did the bare minimum and and did you beat yourself up for it or were you cool with it? No, I didn't because I knew everything was being taken care of. We were, everything was fine on social media. Everything was fine on email, which Mm -hmm. is what we is the, is the bare minimum in our business to keep, you know, keep the lights on and keep things going. I had people stepping in you know, I have multiple people on the team who could just do things. I don't need to be there, which is again, designed on purpose. Did I miss it? Yes. Did I want to be there? Yes. But my son's health was the priority and we had to get to the bottom of that. And I would have never been able to get to the bottom of it if I was, you know, working six hours a day. I, I don't know how people do it who who have these. I mean, I, I literally had to quit working in order to manage this, you know, and I'm super grateful to have been in a position to do that, but I did miss the day-to-day, the talking to people, you know, the, the social media banter and the interactions and things like that, that happened. I did definitely miss that. And I'm glad to be back at it. Um, but it was just a season. It was just a blip. I knew it was a blip. 
I knew we'd get to the bottom of it. I'm pretty persistent. Yeah. <laughs> As we know. And so we did and and we've, you know, kind of come out the other side now, but it but that just goes to, you know, being willing to just let that go for now cuz you can't you can be all things in the moment, the things you decide to be the all to. So I've been yeah. a lot of things to a lot of people many times over the years, but it changes all the time. And this past year, I've just been my all for my kids. Yeah. And sometimes Steve, <laughs> he <laughs> took the bread of that, but that's flipped again now. Like it's changed. Yeah. So, But if you get stuck in thinking like, this is, this is it. This is the, mm-hmm. no, no, keep moving forward keep getting through. I mean, there were times with Austin that I was this, we we just have to get through the next minute. This is ridiculous. This pain is ridiculous. This symptom or whatever. I mean, there's been different things throughout his, his journey, but it's literally minute by minute. And we do, we manage, we get through it. We try different things to help. And it's kind of the same with business. You keep going, you try different things. You, you know, you hear what other people are doing, what's working for them. You can try it if you think it would make sense or not and try something else. And so I think that, you know, part of the reason that we've done so well is not necessarily just the consistency or, you know, being surrounded by people who are like-minded like you mm-hmm. and, and others of just wanting to help you. There are yeah. a lot of people in our space who don't want to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Oh, okay. So, so say that again, <laughs> yeah. like literally stay away. Yeah. Stay. If there is somebody who you even get one spidey sense that they are out to get you, or, I mean, I can name dozens of people. Yeah. I just arms length, stay away. I'll say hi to you, but that's about all that you're going to get is a hi. Yeah. And that's okay. not to be mean. It's to protect. I'll be cordial, but it's to protect myself yeah my brand, my business, my family, whatever it may be. And that's just a boundary that a lot of people aren't willing to set. We've talked um, on the podcast about falling for scams and um, like clickbait. Um, I have accidentally invested in things that the internet told me I needed that I didn't actually need do you have that has that happened to you no no <laughs> you might be so. savvier in business than stephanie o'day <laughs> well no i think i you know i think there is some like i probably have a higher like is this too good to be true like mm. what's this mm. a, a bs meter yeah i yeah i do have a really good read on people which is is helpful in a lot of ways. I I miss it sometimes, but yeah. Sometimes I think, um, like the FOMO of, um, and, and I'll fall for it. Like make $10,000 in the next three months. This is the step-by-step approach to show you how. So then I end up in the webinar and then I end up there and then I download some software and realize actually what I had with Google drive worked better. Um, kind of, so, so that's my falling for scams or, or too good to be true. Um, and 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 honestly, I just sort of chalk it up to a business expense. Oops, well, yeah. oopsies. <laughs> Learn right that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I think I have invested in, you know, things like that over the years, trainings and and trying to learn because I don't have a business background. I've 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 had to try <laughs> learn by 
I've read so many books yeah. and just devoured them, you know, in seasons over the years. And, you know, that's been really helpful. And just, you can reverse engineer a lot of what people do. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to spend the time to do it, but again, I think those types of things where, you know, and that's a marketing tactic, the the time pressure and that scarcity, it's, it's marketing. I get it. We do a little bit of it too, but not in a misleading way. And, but it's so easy because everybody wants something done best. Why is Ozempic and, oh, the other two names? Mm. Why are those flying off the shelf right now and people spending a thousand dollars a month? Because it works fast. People don't care about the side effects of this and they don't care about what's going to happen to them when they come off of it, when they're like, oh my gosh, I can't afford $1,000 a month anymore because inflation much and wage loss much, right? So what? Yeah. So that's back to the sustainable of of what you're doing. If you pull out your line graph trajectory, if what you're doing now isn't sustainable, that's a a red flag. Pay attention to that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, slow and steady wins the race. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. It's being diligent with what you're talking about, with what you're, how you're building your product. You know, everybody's got different things going on, right? Just being diligent about that and being consistent in, in your, you know, outreach efforts, whatever that may look like. And it's evolved even since we started Twitter. just in existence. So, so it actually, I, I don't think it did. I think yeah. Twitter came in 2012, maybe. Um, no, it was before Twitter was, was it? Twitter, maybe was it was Twitter and Facebook were the first two and Skype was a big thing back in the day. Oh, yeah, but Skype like, was a thing. Yeah. And then now like Instagram did not exist and no. Instagram might've been 2012. It was later. And Pinterest but, wasn't oh well, I mean what, Pinterest was so helpful to me I kept going viral on Pinterest like it yeah. was amaze balls oh and then the crockpot girls remember the crockpot girls I'm still convinced that that was a bot that they oh, it, oh for realties I think it was some hundred percent yeah I think bot. it was some husband or boyfriend with a it great idea a, yeah. it was a bot a hundred percent I I've seen talking about spidey senses and like, I've seen a lot of viral things on the internet. I have experienced a lot of viral things on the internet over the years. That was straight up. Yeah. So we were, we were on a road trip. We were on the like great American road trip where we had this pop-up and we went to Mount Rushmore. Oh my gosh. If you ever want to feel super patriotic, go to Mount Rushmore. It was amazing. But, um, all of a sudden my phone is blowing up about these crockpot girls. And so I have very, very limited Wi-Fi, but I'm making a whole bunch of money on ads. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to let this right out. Finally, someone kept tagging me on Twitter about these crockpot girls. And and I don't even use Twitter, which I guess is X now. I have an account yeah. and, and the email just auto-populates. I don't know my login password anymore. Yeah. I don't know how to use it anymore. Um, and the app changed on my phone. It's not even the bird anymore. It's this. It did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my one line, which ended up going viral was, I don't have a com uh, a comment about the crockpot girls because I am a crockpot lady. <laughs> that's brilliant. And then that served you really well. See, that served me really well. It's got, you gotta, you gotta play the cards. Right. I, you know, I you, you do. Ends. Oh, say that again. Play the, what were you going to say? Play, to the, play the cards. Well, yeah. 
And that's a great example of playing the PR cards, the social media PR cards. Well, there's a, I've seen a few people do it well over the years with different things and other people not so well. But yeah, I think, you know, I don't even really know what ended. I, I think they have a fairly decent following at this point, but it is nothing no. like they. No, that, that was insane. That was, I would refresh Google Analytics and there were 350 people on the site. I'm like, whoa, what is yeah. going on? I sure hope they start buying things, but they did not. Well, <laughs> it, it was, it was clickbait. It was, it was clickbait. not sticky traffic and not it was not, you know, the likes that were happening on the Facebook site. I'm a hundred percent sure that was a bot. They can, they can bring it to me if they want. That's fine. <laughs> they can convince when, me <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you two things. One, if someone listening for the first time and has an idea if you do have a book recommendation from all the books you've read. And then two, since you are growing these future adult humans, when you're in this kind of like situation with with other people our age or a little older being dismissive that, well, our kids will never be able to make it. Like, how do you handle it? Because I have rage inside. Like, don't tell me what my kid can and can't do. You have no idea what their potential is. Like, it really bothers me. Um, and then also about the book, only because I'm too a voracious reader. And then sometimes I read things and realize, huh, I might actually know more. So the book recommendation, if you have like an idea, I would start with Simon Sinek's Start With Why. That's, That's a great just like super basic. And then I would say from there, that's just a great foundational book. I would say from there, figuring out which area you struggle the most. So do you have trouble with marketing? Do you have trouble with, you know, social media? Do you have, then go down the path until you can hire somebody to help you with that particular area. You know, you're, you're a one man show until there's dollars to do that. We, I never took investment money or any, or went into debt or anything like that. I cash flowed the whole way through, still do. And so I think that that is important to educate yourself on the areas where you struggle the most. So that would be, I mean, there's lots of different books that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, when when you're leaning towards like personal development type books right now, do you lean mostly towards like financial literacy? I haven't really read anything in like a year. That's hard. No, no, no. But, I've so, been reading so, medical books this last year. Okay. Um, oh, I think, no, no, no. That's fair. I just, it's just like, <laughs> I guess when it comes to financial literacy, it's, um, it really does boil down to save more than you spend. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So for the financial piece, oh my gosh, I've read lots of those books for sure. I love yeah. to say. So, so, I, so I guess that's why I've always just sort of, thought Free. that of you because I joke that I'm Scottish, which equals frugal. Um, and I know you are that way as well. Well, there's a lot of parts and pieces to financial literacy and it's not taught in schools. It's ultimately up to the parents. So this kind of leads into question number two that you had about mm-hmm. the, the small adult, medium size, adult size humans now. And I think that you have to have those conversations with your kids, you have to give them the resources and the tools. And so we have found really helpful. There's a series of books that are done by the Wall Street Journal 
And they, I think it's the intro to investing. I mean, if you just search intro books, Wall Street Journal. Um, it they, just, am, am I right that they're tall, white and have different color? Skinny. Yeah, and yes. have different color tabs. I, yes. I believe we call him Mr. Spreadsheet, but my husband's an engineer and loves spreadsheets. So I believe we have the, the box set upstairs. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> but like I read those years ago. Yeah. Um, I was not into investing until years ago. And, you know, as a 20 something, yeah. I had an IRA or something, but uh, then now we have a lot more accounts, but, and then getting the boys to read those so that they understand what's going on. And then with Ryan, you know, he, he wants to work in finance. So he's kind of taking mm-hmm. his own interest to it. And so I think that it comes down to guiding your kids to making the smartest choices. And here's one thing that we did that I'm so glad we did. It's been a challenge at points, but when Ryan turned 16, it was right when the used car market started Mm. to skyrocket, like double, triple, quadruple compared to regular, you know, the month to month inflation that we were already experiencing. It really went crazy. And he probably at that time had about six or $7,000 saved from his job. He had worked for a whole year. He didn't really ever spend any money. And so he said, we basically said, we'll do a match. And we went to look at cars and we were looking for something about $10,000. So he would give five, we would give five. One, I found one like Honda Accord, I don't know, 140,000 miles or something on it. And I was like, I can't do it. You should not you know, we don't think it would be prudent for you to give, you know, to to spend $5,000 on this car, not to mention insurance and, you know, all this other stuff. Sure. So we decided to be a two car family with three drivers and it worked for us because Steve works from home. I'm work from home slash the office. I do bounce back and forth, but I have flexibility. And if Steve needed the car, I could, he could have it, whatever. And so we did that and it was looking back, it was, it was hard. He really wanted to have a new car. He didn't want to be driving dad's car. Well, I said, well, then it's your car now. You can call that your car, dad, and I'll share the other car. That's fine. And so we just made it work. And looking back now that he's in college and we have this, he has this plan to be, um, go through college debt-free, which according to his spreadsheet should happen. And if he had bought that car, he would not be able to get through college debt-free. Yeah. And it's going to take a little ingenuity and a little sacrifice and a lot of hard work to do that, but he's going to do it. And we're going to support him in doing that. And um, it's a team effort for sure. And I think that, but going that negative mindset, yeah, you're right. If you say your kid's not going to be able to do that thing, buy a house, they're not. Well, let me tell you right now that my son will be buying a house. Yeah. He's going to do it. I have yeah. no doubt because yeah. we've modeled it. We have, you know, guided him towards that. We have made a hard decision already like this, that, you, you know, you have to kind of really have that forward looking like pros and cons mindset for things like that. And it's helped him and it served him well so far. And I think it will serve him well um, when he gets to that stage in a couple of years. Yeah. And if you're going to have hope and faith, why wouldn't you have right. hope and faith in your children, yeah. like, like, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. I believe in you. Why on earth would you take that away from them? Um, 
I, I absolutely agree. I am astonished at how much smarter my kids are than I am. Um, they have great, the, also they have really good fashion sense. Um, like I'm, I'm just so impressed with them. And um, a lot of it comes in the the very, very early ages and stages. And, and because I had a background in early childhood education and you had a background of teaching, I think every moment really is a teachable moment from from the time they're babies and and toddlers and and oh we could get these apples or those apples. Oh wait, I've got a coupon for these apples. Like just starting that at a young age of so we could order pizza, but we could make it because I have all the ingredients and wow, we would save $15 if we did that and then we could invest that money. Like it really does have a trickle down effect. And if you start when they're 16 or 18, you're kind of behind. And, and I hate that term. I, I hate it. But if you're listening to this and you've got little ones in the house, now is now is the time because you will never get another today. You will never be as young and your children will never be as young as they are right this minute. So decide where I'm at. This is where I want to go and, and just bridge the gap. And I, I start all preaching. We should throw in an amen. There you go. <laughs> Amen. Preach it, sister. Preach it. <laughs> Aaron, I think you are amazing and wonderful. And um, everything you do, you do very well. And how can all of the people find you? Evidently on TikTok now. Oh, please come hang out on TikTok with me. <laughs> no, I mean, TikTok is basically like an extension of Instagram for me at this point, although it is a little different. There's some different things that we're doing over there that are kind of fun. We're going to, we're experimenting. Um, let's hang out on the website. Actually, email is the best way. I, we have okay. a great email set up and system. So you can, we have a weekly email newsletter. It's totally free. You can find that information on the website, $5dinners.com. If you want freezer cooking, I got you. If you want regular meal planning, I got you. If you just want recipes, we have a great recipe index for budget-friendly recipes. And if you're wondering if you can still do this for $5, yes, with rice and beans, pretty much no with everything else because meat prices have just gone up high enough. However, you can find that price point. Maybe it's $7, maybe it's $8. But the concept of $5 dinners is about paying attention to the ingredient prices and kind of mixing and matching and pulling together these affordable meals you can have at home and not spending $1,400 on DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just made you a bumper sticker. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, Slow Down Society. As always, consider yourself loved and hugged. I think you're absolutely wonderful. And I will talk to you again next week. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.